Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, hello, hello. Good morning, D.C. and the rest of America. We had a lovely event yesterday. Uh, The pandemic is not necessarily completely over, but it sure did feel like it yesterday. So how are you, Dr. Andre? Did you did you recover from your event? (laughs) I'm, you know, hearing you talk, I'm like, I'm just filled with emotion of um, how well yesterday went. So we had the Leaders Amped for Change experience in Hanover, Maryland, uh, near BWI Airport. And um, that, uh, and the whole event uh, was built around creating a surprise birthday party for you. (laughs) And it was surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and Rhode Island was in the house. Yes, we had uh, three people, uh, or yeah, three people from Rhode Island, including you. And we had people from Orlando, Delaware, New Jersey, Philadelphia, uh, Ohio, uh, three of us from Ohio, Atlanta. We even had some people from Maryland, too, I understand. (laughs) And we had a couple people from Maryland. And it ended up, I was, I tell you what, I haven't had, I haven't hosted a whole big live event like that in a very long time. In fact, I've not done a big like event like that since I've known you in the last seven and a half years, Ken. You know, we do our little pop-up keep smiling things, which are Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. But oh. this, you know, where we got the whole shebang. And uh and at one o'clock when it was supposed to start, I was like, Oh my gosh, where are the people? And then boom. They came and uh, we had every chair filled and people standing and it, it, it was, it, it was very, very, very pleasurable. I'm very, and I've just been overwhelmed with the comments of how people have been so happy and pleased with it. So I'm, I'm still in uh like shock and oh my goodness mode. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a success. You did great. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having Rhode Island in the house, because without Rhode Island in the house, I just don't feel like uh, (laughs) my home state's there. And so you had no idea. You did not know? No. I mean, I knew there was an event. I mean, when you were there, did you, when you started seeing friends that you knew and stuff, or you just thought, oh, Andrea just invited all my Facebook friends? (laughs) No, I I posted too. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because I wonder, because I'm like. um... Yeah, I mean, uh, I sent it to, I texted it out. I, I. I think it's a Facebook. Yeah. So between those okay, two, good. I didn't know who yeah, was some of the people, you know, you know, through that too. And then there were other people I had to stalk and find <clears> to get them there. Anytime you'd mention anybody's name to me, I, I was like, okay, he mentioned a woman named Katie. Let me find Katie. So Katie Brooks came and, you know, and stuff. And uh, uh, a lot of the names I did mention were fictitious. They were just out of books I read. So oh, you might well. have had. You spent. You probably waste a lot of time trying to find them because they they don't exist. <laughs> well, they didn't come. They said they were busy and had to be out of town. That was probably you. <laughs> Fictitious people. So, but thank you, uh, thank you for coming, and uh, that's why you know that's why I was adamant about hiring you. So, just so you guys know how I went so far to make sure this was a surprise to Ken. So, I hired Ken to be the photographer at his own birthday party. <laughs> And I even made him negotiate time on stage, which I, he was already going to get. <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to think it was a full job. 
It was a full job. And he did, he did actually do a full job and work, and he's still getting paid, um, uh, and he deserves it, and he earns it, and I'm great with that. And uh, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait uh, till we see the pictures. He's got a lot of pictures to catch up over the last several days, so mm-hmm. those will filter in. Um, so we'll just love out of the event. So thank you. Yeah, indeed, we'll indeed. So uh, let's see. We normally do sponsors at some point. Yeah, let's do them now. (laughs) So we'd like to thank the Umbrella Syndicate. (laughs) He's looking at his shirt there. That's menfashion. This is my new birthday shirt. I mean, this is what I like about this is it kind of looks like the F-stop. It does. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, we need to make sure we do a big link because the people that at the event, a lot of them wanted to connect with men fashion, Michael specifically, and order shirts. So we need to make sure that the link is there. I think... Yeah, there were about three or four people that said, I, I want to be connected. Oh, your Jose lion. was one of them. Ken Jose. had his lion shirt on. It was quite beautiful. Yeah, we definitely can um, make that uh, even more. I mean, it's it's a big step for us. Menfashion.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have the red carpet connection and mm-hmm. ample affluence and perfect publishing and um, mymakeuplady.com provides this beautiful face and a bees social bees.social cryptocurrency and voice america influencers channel voice america influencers channel uh thank you so much and and ken may i give a shout out to the sponsors for yesterday as well do you mind i think that'd be a great idea and then uh, after that tell me about the show because i'm doing a show with frank i want to make sure that people know about that too um i will get some more details so that we can uh, in the middle what day is that, that show well, in the middle break, we'll do the announcement for that. Right. So, this is going to be really big. Yeah. And um, so he's talking about a <clears throat> memorial show for Jeff Spinard for Voice America. And we'll give you a few. I need to get a couple more details on that. I'm waiting on them and we'll uh, hopefully be able to. You mean to for this show. week? Uh, we'll be able. To, I'll. I'll get back to you on that. So Okay, just, so what you're saying is that you need a little more time to get the information. Yeah, so let me be honest. I don't know the answer. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you could just give me that 15. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Answer. I'm not going to do it. So you go oh. ahead and do No, do Okay, good, because I couldn't, I couldn't follow up again and talk. I can't do both at the same time. So right, see, anyhow, uh, we also want to thank multitasking. people who were helping this weekend. Um, I'm good at multitasking, but not writing, and, writing one thing and talking another. So yeah. uh, we want to thank Ralph. Raul, Raul, uh, Raul, 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 Raul with Wolf Music, Raul Marin, a wonderful man, uh, Jose Escobar, a Connected Leadership Academy. I uh, want to thank the beautiful Dana Banks for all her help. Um, Austin Haynes with Flashpoint, uh, Goddess with Championships Are Us, Don Riley with Back Home Patriots, um, and Uwe Collins. Oh my gosh. I, Louie and I, he's just a precious man. Uh, he's Bootsy Collins' son, and that's how he's known. But Uwe deserves to be known all by himself. He's an amazing man, extremely talented in multiple areas, uh, music. and. You know, if he ever, when he has a, a child, he could make a hybrid and call, it, call the child Uzi. I like it. Yeah. Well, we were coming up with with Uwe yesterday. Like when he's with me, it's an Uwe. And if he was hanging out with you, he'd be Kui. And if he was hanging out with Goddess, he's Gooey. <laughs> so we were we were having fun. And, and, and uh, if he's eating a pork sandwich, it'd be uh, Pookie, I guess. 
Well, I, I will let him remind him. We we went to a store last night. So to give you guys a little time, really a store. we're joking about. Um, Uwe, uh, he's like, oh, I, I don't really, um, pork products don't agree with my belly. So then Ken was like, oh, extra pork. That's what you want. No, but the thing that's amazing is he says, pork does not really agree with my belly. And I offered him a pork belly sandwich because I think I that that is, that is going to change things for him. I think the other pork products he's eating are not pork belly. So that's, they're not agreeable with his belly. Yeah. So everything that was put on the table, Ken said, oh, you know, like that's lamb infused pork and, you know, and stuff like that. And that's not quite how he worded it. It was even funnier in person. Well, what's really interesting is we didn't know. And maybe a lot of people don't know this, but Indians are not really bigger than pig. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah. There was no pork in anything. There's, there's no oh. beef. There's no cow. Cows are sacred. And I guess the pig is the cousin of the cow, something like that, because they, yeah, they're they, saved they too. Get dirty, so they don't use it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying that's crazy that yeah. uh, the Indians are like, we are not going to eat cows and pigs. Let them be. Let them be. Yep. So last night, to keep your joke going, we oh. stopped at a restaurant, or, or I mean, excuse me, like a, a gas station to get some things. And I picked up some pork rinds and said, don't forget the pork. <laughs> and, <laughs> Ken would be worried about you. And so uh, he was like, oh, that Ken, he's so fun. And um, he really enjoyed your time and everybody did. So uh, Ken was quite the comedian yesterday as well. Uh, He um, headlined our dinner and uh, got some really good feedback from Sean Sauve. Sauve, I can't say it. How do you pronounce it? S. I have to look. Savoy. 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 Um, he's a headliner comedian, super wonderful. Um, he was also a contributor to yesterday. Uh, um, our guest today, uh, Ted Blickwedel. Uh, Blickwedel is also, I always say it wrong. Blickwedel. Um, no, but if you just said it right, you can never say that you always say it wrong. That's true. I have said it right a couple times and I yeah. just did just now. The, so. And I always say I've said it right maybe a couple times and, and then people are like, and wow, then, she did get it. I'll so get it. Thank you. That's right. I know better than that. Thank you for reminding me. I love it when I have a chance to get things right and nip them in the bud. And, and it just overall was the other event. If there's other people I'm forgetting, <clears> please, I, I love you. Please forgive me. Um, I'm, I'm still in this, you know, wow. Wow. Yep. Factor. All right. That was, oh, and then we want to remind you the Keep Smiling Movement, to love on the Keep Smiling Movement, www.thekeepsmilingmovement.org, where mm-hmm. we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient no matter the challenge, to be resilient no matter the challenge, because we know that you can do it. We know that you are enough, that you matter, and it's all going to be okay. So we have um, a tired Rhode Islander that needs to get some sleep. So let's get him on the air. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I will actually be his twin brother in that one. I, I was up all night. Um, Christoph was cracking the whip. He says, ultimate speaker competition photos. Where are they? I'm very sad. I don't see somebody. So I said, I'll work all night on them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I promise not to make that voice at all and allow you to filter them out over the week as we surprise people. No, with- I'll, I'll do, I'm going to do my wedding photos tonight and I'm going to do the, uh, the event we did yesterday. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. It, it may not be the complete event, but I'm going to do at least a hundred photos. That's, yeah. that's that, my Oh, thanks. That's great. So we'll filter them in as they come along. So I will ask you to turn on your uh, mic and your uh, video camera. Yeah. Camera. And, there he goes. 
and introduce this lovely man. Ted, you have been, I was going to say, you have been in the sun a lot since I saw you yesterday. Actually, uh, I, I haven't. It may appear that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like he went sunbathing overnight. This is retired Lieutenant Colonel from the Marine Corps, combat veteran who became a licensed clinical social worker, Ted blick -Wadel. He is a wonderful man. He worked as a counselor at the VA Vet Center. He's from, uh, well, he worked there in Warwick, Rhode Island. He's from Providence and he provided mental health care for veterans. And I'm not going to really tell a lot more about his backstory because we'll be sharing that within this. But uh, Ted is on a mission and he has been on a mission to right wrongs and to speak truth into power. Um, he has just been a huge catalyst in making things right in the world. And um, unfortunately, he's been wronged several times. And uh, Ken and I would love to honor him today. And uh, we gave him a standing ovation yesterday. And I'm giving you a sitting ovation now for giving your heart and your dedication and your life to fighting the fight on our own United States territory to do the right thing so that the government does the right thing, the Veterans Administration does the right thing for veterans. Please welcome with great love, Ted Blickwadel. Thank you. you, Ted. We have quite a show planned for you. So first of all, move a little closer because I, I, I love your face, I love your spirit, and I want people to see who you are because you're a person that um you bleed to have good things happen you bleed to make sure that the right things happen at your own expense and i just want to say this show is going to be an enlightening show because as i've gotten to know you i've really fallen in love with who you are as a person who you are as a leader and who you are as an author and i'm also going to hopefully give you some value and teach you some things that will prevent you from being taken advantage of in the future, because there is an amazing two words. These two words actually led us to a restaurant where we were able to be kind of like a family. And those two words are social proof. And social proof is when you say, I want to eat at an Indian restaurant. Can the world tell me where this Indian restaurant is I'm going to eat at? And so I already knew that that place had great reviews. So I just searched for the closest Indian restaurant because I'd been there before and I was not surprised that it was fantastic. Again, did you enjoy the meal? Absolutely. It was great. So you have spent an inordinate amount of money to make wrongs right. And you've been taken advantage of by people that don't necessarily have the integrity that you would hope they would have, or that you would hope any human would have. And had you Googled who they are and what they've done for others, you would have saved that amount of money. However, it's an interesting uh, experience to be taken advantage of because when you're taken advantage of, you actually are able to appreciate people that don't take advantage of you in the future because they stand out as honorable. They stand out as um, just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do and also because they want to go to sleep at night feeling that they're just being a good person. So you are that good person. And you're being honored in this show for so many reasons. Um, I don't have your book handy. I might have to go upstairs, but you may, if you do me the favor of holding and covering bro, I just want to say you're my bro, but thank you for Ken promises. Yes. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so Warwick, Warwick. So are we clear? Are, I mean, can you give me some feedback on what I just said? 
Is it true that if you had Googled the people who have taken advantage of you, that they probably wouldn't have gotten your business? Is that true? Um, or not? There, there, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a good chance that that would be, especially as I look back and as things unfolded, there were some kind of red flags along the way. And, and I think I, I would have paid attention to that more. <laughs> so, so let's, let's do the, uh, let's give value to our audience and then value to you at the same time. If someone asks for 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, 45,000, 50,000, 100,000, whatever the amount is, if you can't find three people and maybe even four, the bigger the amount is that say, wow, that was such a smart investment to make. Because when you're giving money to somebody, you're not actually giving it to them. You're actually causing them to give you value so that your investment actually turns into impact or turns into an ROI. So I wanted to get that out of the way in the beginning of this, in this uh, call because for you to step on the stage yesterday and for you to be on the show and for you to continue, you're a different type of wounded warrior. You're a person that wanted to do the right thing and has had just a lot of enemies you'd never guess you'd have right? That's absolutely true. And we're not going to do names. We're not going to gossip. We're not going to cause this to be a dr drama show. But I do want to say that I, I, I feel what you've gone through. I may not feel it at the level, but I feel it because I've had my own experiences. And this show is about making sure people like you that are good people, good leaders that want to make a difference in the world, that the shark doesn't get them. And I'm going to tell you, there, there are sharks. They don't, they don't represent all publishers, they don't represent all marketers, they don't represent all business people, they don't represent all salespeople, they don't. There's also another group called the incompetence. And the incompetence aren't mean people, they're just trying to do the best they can and they don't know how to do it. And there's this special breed that actually did the Malcolm Gladwell, they did the tipping point, they did everything they're supposed to do for free, by the way, for free, <laughs> to learn that they're effective. Isn't that weird? Like one is the shark that says, I don't give a crap about what I'm going to deliver. I'm going to take this person for everything that they got. And there's the incompetence that don't know what they don't know. And then there's, so I actually had, when I, I used to DJ and when I do this a DJ, I mean, I mean, I used to DJ and I used to get paid really, really well, like $2,500, $3,000 a night. That's not bad, right? It's a good gig. Not bad. And people would come up to me and they'd say, man, you look like you're having fun. I go, I am having fun. And they'd say, by the way, do you mind me asking how much you're getting paid? And I said, I'm getting paid 3000 a night. And they said, wow, man, I picked the wrong profession. Now, here's the thing. I probably put 20,000, 10,000 hours free into it where I learned it as a craft. And I put another 10,000 hours of paying my dues of just doing jobs for any amount of money just so that I could actually um, cause the value I wanted to cause. And when I finally made the money I wanted to make, it was just so many years after. And, you know, do you think someone would, do you think the army would make a private, a lieutenant colonel in like a month? Do you think they'll ever do that? Not, not a chance. <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is that you have to have social proof to go up the chain. Is that, is that correct? Yes. That's some of it, yes, absolutely. Yes. Some of it's experience, some of it's relationship. Uh, but all of it is, what are you actually creating? What are you doing that actually gets you to deserve that, right? Well, what's, what's manifesting? What, what has yes. actually manifested over time? And, you know, you, you, um, it's what, what fruits are, are born out of whatever you do. And, you know, it, it's, it's out there. Whatever manifests, that tells the story. 
Well, I have probably the highest respect for you than I have for almost any, anybody I've had on my show and anyone I've come in contact with. When I hugged you yesterday and I embraced you and I, I held you in, that was me saying, I feel your pain. I feel that you f- feel like every step you take, someone's stomping on your feet. And this show is to actually honor you. It's to tell you that you are loved. You are supported. What you said on stage, it hit a lot of people. I mean, you had people coming up and hugging you. Did you not? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you are doing the right thing and you will be rewarded for it. You just have to be with the right team, right people. Just like if you were going to war, you have to be with the right people that got your back. And so this show is a a little out of context. I want to set the stage first to say that I am just so enamored with your tenacity. And today's show is just a little tip backwards and that I'm telling you right now that you're on the show because I just have the utmost respect for you. And I know what it is to get your uh, heart and your, your wallet kind of pummeled a little bit where you're like, now, God, is this, is this what you want me to do? Because I, I know that you're doing this because you believe it's the right thing. So let's, let's now go to the show. And the show is really about you and the show is about you talking, not me. But I wanted to say all that to get you in the context that you have a lot of people that care about you. And I, I want to make right what has been wrong to you. Well, I appreciate that, Ken, very, very much. And uh, thank you for having me today. You're welcome. So let's, let's get our guests to know who you are. Um, the, bio, uh, the bio certainly says what you've accomplished, but it doesn't say how you created who you are. You're doing this dose of hope where we're going to honor you to hopefully 20 million people and share your story that you can make a difference in the world just by having hope. And, and by the way, you are the ultimate example of hope because when you have more challenges than you sometimes think you can handle and you still come out, that's hope. That is, and, and you're being rewarded for that hope because I'm going to make sure you win. I'm going to make sure you win, Ted. Everything I can do, I'm going to make sure you win. So let's find out who you are. You were born in Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, the day after I was born. Well, uh, actually, I, I was I'm born just kidding. In, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so I, I was born where he lives. I was born in Warwick, Rhode Island <laughs> on August 5th, 1964, and he lives there. And so that was an immediate bond. And I'll say one last thing, and then you're going to take off. Are you ready? Ready. Rhode Island, Rhode Island is the only flag that has a square, has an anchor, and has hope. And I just want to say that because people that are in Rhode Island, they typically have hope in their heart on some level. It's, it's, they're a very interesting breed of people. Would you agree? Yes. From a lot of people I've met here, yes. And I only let you meet the good people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my brother, tell our audience where you are born, what your childhood was like. I was born in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania. I uh, grew up in Emporium, uh, 19 miles away until I was uh, 10 years old and um, moved around uh, to Long Island, New York, up to Concord, Massachusetts, and eventually down to Pennsylvania, a town called, called Yardley before I went off to Penn State. And at any point in your childhood, did you know you'd be in the Army or serving? for a country, a country? No, I, I, I did not actually. But what was interesting is I always had a high degree of respect uh, for the military. I had an uncle uh, who was in the glider infantry, the 82nd Airborne, killed in World War II uh, from my hometown. And, and I remember seeing a parade at the age of eight years old, standing on my grandmother's porch in my hometown and seeing these people come by, you know, in their uniforms. And, and it was 18 years after World War II had ended it. And it always... 
um, struck a deep note with me about, um, you know, sacrifice, um, you know, justice, fairness, um, doing the right thing, defending your country. I, I always had high respect for that. Who, like, who taught you to do the right thing? Oh, gee, my mother and my father, both. Um, they, they very, very moralistic, uh, although with a touch of authoritarianism back, back in the day, you know, with the, with the great generation, you know, being as, as things were, but, uh, you really instilled, um, you know, I, I think a sense of fairness and justice is where, is where I, I really got that the way I, I was raised, um, you know, with a, with a high value placed on, on education and, and uh, being being ethical, being being moral, um, yeah, awesome. I, I love the fact that you're showing off Rhode Island behind you because there's a Newport uh, Beach with the Newport Mansions kind of distant to the right or left, and so well, I'm, I'm pretending I'm in Maui. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to be on a beach right now. <laughs> Is that where you want to be? Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you want to be on a beach for? just to relax, to, to center and ground, um, you know, to deal with, uh, things that come up from time to time, because as you go through life and, you know, do certain things and, uh, challenges come up and, you know, sometimes you, you got to sit with it and move through it and, uh, not liking it necessarily, but just accepting what is in the moment and being present with it just to kind of, you know, let it, let it dissolve in the moment. So, uh, I'm going to say this is all respect to you. You are crazy. I'll say that with all due respect. You're crazy. This man had dinner with me, and I left around 8.30, which means you left around 9. Am I right? Right. Good guess, right? Yes. And you drove seven hours plus? Right. That would mean you drove through the night. I did. Yeah. And yet you're here. And that's that's what it is to be a hero. That's what it is to be a leader. You know, I'll tell you, if you weren't, in the army and you weren't a lieutenant colonel and I didn't meet you, I would have my doubts if you'd be on the show today. But Andre did not have any doubt. And I'm going to tell you, I felt for you. I said, this is not a young man driving away from a beautiful dinner that is so perfect, so perfect as food that makes you cause you to feel sleepy. Okay. <laughs> and that's, you why drove. that's why I didn't eat a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you did well, you did well, young man. And I, and I say this, to say it's rare that a guest will step into a position the next morning where they drive seven or eight hours that night before. And you're operating on little sleep, lots and lots of driving, a full day of event, speaking, which takes a ton of energy. And I just want to say, this is who you are. And you're the type of person that won't actually bring it up in the show. You're the type of person that's humble. A humble person is a person that allows others to speak his greatness because he's not depending on it for himself. So thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for being a Rhode Islander. Thank you for being a server in the military, protecting our country. And by the way, I want to make this clear to our audience. So, Ted, would you die for our country? Yes. Yep. That's exactly what you do say to yourself when you put that uniform on. So thank you. Thank you, Ken. Moving forward, you uh, went to Penn State. Did you yes. go, go through ROTC there? No, actually, I didn't. Um, had a chance to, but at the time, I chose not to. Believe it or not, even though I had a Navy ROTC scholarship before I went in the Marine Corps, 
I elected. Well, no, no, no. Let's stop there. Why wouldn't you take that? Um, I, at the time, at 18 years old, I just wasn't ready for it in that environment. It's just something that hit me. And I decided, no, this is not for me, at least at the time. Well, I mean, interesting. being, being yeah. in a boat, being a boat or a sub for six months with men, I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, there's something to die for your country, but that's a long time to, away from family. Oh, at that time, actually, Ken, I just wasn't ready to commit to something like that. I'm, I was, mm. you know, away from home for the first time in a, in a new, you know, open kind of free environment, if you will. Um, yep. And I just didn't really want to have any restrictions placed on me, which is part of why I never even joined a fraternity, even though I was was asked to. I just sort of felt the thing for me at that point in time was to be a free spirit. So we have to go to break like in 10 seconds. We're going to come back with a, a pretty crazy second segment. And it's not going to be all about, you know, Ken promises, which you wrote. And then you added bro in front of it. And I appreciate <laughs> you could have just put brother Ken promises. You didn't have to do bro and then Ken promises. That was beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to be back in a minute. Um, let's take us out, Andrea, please. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't. I know. Didn't know. I was not on mute. Uh, we want to uh, remind everyone to thank our sponsors: the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, Amplifluence, Perfect Publishing, MyMakeupLady.com, MenFashion.com, Voice America Influencers Channel, and please send your love and donations to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.org. We save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope and. More than ever now, we have more people reaching out for us to help them with different projects and to love on different people. And as you hear Ted talking, we're also helping uh, to help restore his financial uh, investment in our military future, which affects our entire America and affects the whole world. So if your contributions and love are accepted there, and you can reach out to the keepsmilingmovement.org. And you've been listening to Amplified with Dr. Ken Rashan, Dr. Smiley, and I'm executive producer, Dr. Andrea Adams. Miller, and we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. 
We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right. Well, during the break, we were practicing how close we get to the audience and we were doing things like this. And thank you, uh, Ted, for those recommendations that that would get us a little closer to our audience. I want to show the audience your book. This was the first version. (laughs) Ken promises. The, the first, then, yeah, the first edition. Well, it was the first. It was the first. It was the first design. How about that? But broken promises, and I see a lot of ways we can make this book better, Ted. And I and I'm excited that you, you know, had to do this part so we can actually get to this conversation. And pronounce uh, pronounce your last name for the audience. And I need to ask you a question after that. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, Blick Wedel or Blick Weddle, either way, kind of like potato, potato. So it's okay, right? Tomato, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to tell you something. And, um, you know, Dr. Andre and a lot of people used to call me Dr. Smiley Wedel. And they, it was hard to pronounce. <laughs> and they dropped the Wedel. So it's just Dr. Smiley. So uh, we might have to go with your pen name being, you know, Ted Blick. I mean, that's that's... <laughs> That's good. It's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that, but a lot of people have actually done that, just calling me Blick or my, my aunt on my father's side. They used to refer to her as just Blick, or even my grandmother would refer to herself as just Blick. So is this an example of, is this an example of a wacky segment right now? <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine, but it's actually not so wacky because it actually uh, turns out to be true what you're saying. Well, right now. A lot of people in Germany know what a Blickwittle is, and, and a lot of people in Poland know what a blick waddle is. And, and I get that. Well, what you know, does, what does I that may mean? say real quick, you know, the, the, the translation of blick waddle in German, believe it or not. And I forget which part is which, but one part, I think it's, it's, it, I think blick, it means uh, like organized uh, cleansliness feather duster, but waddle um, I've been told means something to the effect of uh, insight, foresight, something to do with the third eye kind of thing. So that's kind of, I don't know how you put those two together, a feather dusting, you know, uh, a guru or, or someone with insight. I mean, it, I don't know how you, I don't know how that, I don't know how that quite fits, but that's, that's what I've been told. Let's, let's break it down again. I, I'm going to come up with it. So tell me, tell me Blick again. I believe, or, you know, organized cleansliness, feather duster. Okay, go ahead, and then Wedel. And the Wedel, uh, you know, someone with with insight, foresight, uh, wisdom, third eye kind of intuition. So uh, it really is that you are cleansing with truth, with the third eye of wisdom. And I'm telling you, when you speak, no one can actually get with your name until you actually break it down. I would actually give the meaning of your name almost in the beginning. And and the feather duster really is just. A, a synonym or a symbolic of what it is to actually remove everything that doesn't need to be. I seen. don't know. I think it's stirring up dirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's what you've yeah. done. And I love that, Ted. Yeah. I, I think that it's very can. important. And I love your cover. There's definitely some modifications I'd make, uh, but really it, it makes a statement. I, I think it needs to have that gold come out more, 
because that's what you're bringing to light is that there is gold underneath all this dirt and that it can come back. Hmm. Just so you know. Interesting. Um, so that's it for the second segment. That's it. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> no. I do have a quick interruption. Hey, that's great. Thanks for having me. See you later. <laughs> Ken asked me specifically to get information. So on Wednesday, I had created for Ken to be on a, a radio show so that he could be celebrated for his birthday with um, Dr. Or excuse me. I'm, now I'm giving Frank a degree. We, we should have him get one. Uh, Frank um, Hellring. And um, that show has uh, that was supposed to be an all about Ken's show has now become a Ken and Frank are all about Jeff Spinard show. Yes. So, um, so thank you, Ken, for gifting your time to the memory of Jeff. And um, and, um, and and so I, I'm thank you. What time I'm is it? Proud of you of making it's at one thirty Eastern. So thank you. I'm proud of you for taking um, for giving up it being all about you to make it all about Jeff. And um, so thank you for regifting the gift. And I mean that in the most loving way. I, I, I'm proud of you for doing that. Well, uh, Ted, I, I got a gift to be on Frank's show on Voice America. And we both love the host that unfortunately passed during COVID because he got a booster oh. shot and was advised by um, more health conscious people. This was not a wise thing to do to get the, uh, the booster shot until he was in better shape. So we oh, lost wow. a very dear, we lost a dear friend, but to be very, um, yeah, to, to be very just blunt with you, you and I wouldn't be on the show if it wasn't for Jeff. It's just that simple. Jeff started Voice America and he's given me 500 shows where I get to talk to people like you and have a platform that is done professionally and the website's beautiful. The host, he's got 400 hosts that just, you know, heart centered. So just want to say that uh, I gave up my show, which I wouldn't say I gave it up. I just focused on who I actually have gratitude for. Remember in my talk, I talked about gratitude? Yes. You're always rewarded for it. And your gratitude for being there and stepping into being a, a, a servant leader is what caused me to say, this wasn't about you. It's about me serving for you and with you. I want to... Uh, I want to talk a little about your book and I want to talk about your process and I want to talk about your message in this segment. But before we do that, we brought up some pain and I want to get that pain kind of some closure real quick. And then we go into the book. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. You didn't make a mistake doing this book because that's the best you could do with what you knew. And sure. you heard me say, if you had social proof, you may have made better decisions. But Correct. Why don't you give a very short, like two, three minutes for our audience to learn when they do a book, how they could do it smarter, better, and maybe avoid some, some feelings you have? Well, this whole process was totally green for me. I, I've, you know, totally naive, totally inexperienced with this kind of thing. And uh, for getting the book out within a year, just a lot of things that weren't attended to upfront on the business side of it, because I was so focused on getting the message out to as many people as possible to raise awareness about the issues, to inspire corrective action, to protect 
um, you know, mental health care for veterans, you know, getting the good quality care they deserve, along with protecting and, and safeguarding and restoring the welfare of counselors that had suffered as a result of the excessive clinical performance metrics that were levied on them that caused all this. So in the process, focusing on that, getting the message out, trying to, you know, correct this injustice and doing all the things I did along the way. Uh, I really neglected to really pay attention to the business angle because I was led to believe how certain things would be, how I wanted them to be, but the story kept changing. That's not the way it turned out. And ultimately, uh, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, it may be my, my story, but I don't feel like it's my book because I don't control any aspect of uh, the money for the book. I don't control even being able to order my own author discounted copies for the book. Um, you know, I have to go through a third party and uh, it just was a very poor decision on my part. I own that. I should have, um, you know, paid more attention to that along the way. But I was just so concerned about getting this book out in a timely manner because I just felt a sense of urgency that this injustice had to be corrected. So that was my primary focus, not so much the business angle. I understood. So you're not alone in this, you know. Most authors don't do a second book because their first book was such a, a travesty. They had no impact. They had no ROI. They had no ROE. You know what ROE is? Rules of engagement. <laughs> that, that is. And, 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 in, and in business terms, uh, it's return on effort. Well, return on effort. Rules of engagement. <laughs> yes. Right. I, yeah, so your rules right. of engagement would have gotten you a better result, but your return on effort should be compensated just as much as your money. Your time should be invest, is an investment just like money is. And where I'm going with this, Ted, is that 80% of businesses go out of business within three years. Of the 20% that stay in business, they're not healthy. They're just surviving. And 80% of that 80% goes out of business. And this little kitten here is here to prove it. All right. Oh, um, is, that, is, that three, is that a three-legged cat or a four-legged cat? This is, oh. we had to pay extra for the four legs. There was, that was very nice. To, <laughs> Just dovetailing off what, what happened at the yes, event. Yes, and I thought that was my present yesterday. And by the way, um, I was going to show this later, but this this was my three-legged cat present that I, and I and what's funny is I opened it like this and I thought they printed it upside down, but it turns out all I had to do was turn it this way. And I got my Dr. Smiley. So that's a little uh, segue, a little a tangent, but here we go back. Most businesses go out of business, 80%. And of the 20% that make it, 80% of them go out of business within about five years. Do you agree with this? Have you heard this fact before? Yeah, I, I've, I've heard a lot of different things. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, my point is they're doing exactly what you did. They're trusting that it's all going to work out. They're not getting the lawyers. They're not getting the accountants. They're not getting the team that would protect them well, just like if you're going into combat, you wouldn't go into combat without your radio person. You, you wouldn't go into combat. One with thing them. I did think of, and, and yes, that sir. was, you know, getting a legal review of the book yes, to make sure there were no red flags. And I even took out writer's insurance um, and it kind of delayed the process. And um, that didn't uh, help matters, I guess, with the sense of urgency with uh, the person I was working with on this, uh, which was unfortunate, but I just had to, had to, I had enough sense to at least do that. But there's a lot of things I obviously don't know, you know, about, um, 
you know, publishing, about marketing at all. Well, and now you do. So name three things that you would do or recommend someone does before they publish a book. Uh, well, basically a vet, um, people by word of mouth with, with, with good recommendations, uh, you know, um, references from, you know, publishing companies, uh, you know, marketing firms that market books. So I, I think the two things that are really important is the publishing and the marketing, and they go hand in hand because how the book is presented in the publishing is going to affect the marketing and they kind of, you know, uh, go together. And, um, and that's something I didn't know enough about to know any better. Okay, cool. That was, that was excellent. And, you know, you brought up two good points, great points, actually. The one is that if you don't have the vetting process, you don't have really a, a system that you know is going to work. And then secondly, if you don't have a marketing system, you don't know how it's going to impact the world or how it's going to get beyond your, your storage unit. Well, right. And so, you know, part of that too up front was, you know, um, who I was involved with, you know, I, I, I trusted, you know, um, that process because of who they are, their experience having um, published their own books and things of that nature. So, you know, it, it sounded good. It sounded like. But really, uh, they only had themselves as a customer, it sounds like. Yeah, in the end, I, I hate to say it, it, it pretty much sounds like that. I don't feel my interest on the business part of this was really, really protected or taken into consideration at all. Yeah. Well, I'll just say that uh, Ted is a person that wants to make things right, and so do I. So if you are considering doing a book and you're just not sure it's being represented correctly because this is your legacy, I will speak for myself and just say you can always send it our way and we'll give you a little thumbs up you're in good shape or just take a, a consideration of some vetting and ted would you help people in that message as well um, as far as what now ken if people uh, wanted to ask you a question about publishing their book well sure yeah ba basically what i just said i could go into even more detail about you know my specifics between the lines of what i was explaining sure <laughs> yeah i think that if uh your book doesn't have a call to action that leads to you i think that's a red flag how about that one? There's some other red flags too. <laughs> All right, so let's go up to the uh, let's go up to the good news, and let's go to the uh, what you spoke about yesterday. So the good news is you went to an event yesterday, and you seem to have a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. great and if people. it was if it wasn't for that event, we wouldn't have met. That's true. And that is the power of events: is you can bring great people together, and all of a sudden there's a new conversation. And there's also that sixth sense of it all makes sense. Like you can see the person, you can hear the person, you can even potentially feel the person, but all of it together gives you that sixth sense of this is a future friend or this is someone I want to work with or this is someone that doesn't have to be vetted as much because I already have that gut feeling, right? Yeah. So tell us about the event yesterday. What was it like for you? It was fabulous. Um, you know, um, meeting you and, and Andrea was, was incredible with the things you've done and how you've involved in your, your careers and so successfully and um, the heart you guys have for people and trying to support, you know, what they're doing and bringing their, uh, their um, dreams to life, um, you know, is, is, is amazing. And, and the other people that just, 
you know, are, are doing the things that they're doing. And, and a lot of other people, they're doing things for each other that have been galvanized through what you're doing all in the same group. It just, you know, kind of keeps building. It keeps growing. There's like mutual support uh, in, in people doing what they are and, and, and uh, the, the energy, the, the, uh, the positivity uh, was, was just incredible. Um, it was very genuine, very sincere, um, and, and having people that focused on that kind of positivity and intent and wanting to make a difference all in one room is you, how often do you really ever see that anywhere? It, you know, it, it's rare for even one person to be doing that or doing what we do. But when you're able to bring a bunch of individuals together, collect, collectively doing all of that, um, there's mutual support and it just it, it, it amplifies the whole, the whole experience, the whole process, because, you know, it's a, it, it's a collective effort. And that's where the miracles, I think, can come in because the, the sum of the parts are greater than the whole, you know, and, and, and how things can, can, can result. Beautifully said, you know, the time yesterday went like that. I mean, we went over time because it went like that. And same, same with the show. And I wanted to say something that Uwe is not too happy with you. And I'm not trying to cause some drama in the show. That's the last thing I want to do with Amplified. But he was mad that you gave me love and it didn't say bro Uwe promises. He wanted, he wants, if you do a sequel to this, it, to say bro Uwe promises. So you can deal with him on your own. I'm just letting you know. He told me he was a little upset that you put Ken first and not Uwe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're on stage. You shared some things about your book. You shared uh, very vulnerably um, the attacks, the, uh, the misunderstandings of how this could even come your direction instead of what your heart was trying to do. Would you give a two-minute to three-minute summation of your talk? Be as literal and specific as you'd like. Well, basically, um, again, just making people aware of my personal experience as an example of what whistleblowers go through when they speak truth to power and take on these kinds of causes and, and what to expect and to be aware of the impact it has. But, but, on, but on a note of hope, you know, also, as, as I had mentioned, some of the things I did to navigate through that as part of my own self-care is, is also you know, part of the process. So besides the issue I, I had raised, I wanted people to be aware of that as well. And, you know, how you, you have to um, approach these things. And, and of course, you know, having a network of support in uh, taking something like that on rather than by yourself, like I started out doing, which, you know, was, was disastrous at the beginning, you know, until uh, that started to change and, and what have you. So that was kind of the big piece and, you know, ending on a note of, you know, as the book does, uh, you know, how you can take on these kinds of causes with maximum effectiveness and, and affecting, you know, the most positive, favorable outcome that, that that's possible by doing certain things based on lessons learned from, from the process I went through and, you know, teaching people basically uh, in that uh, that last chapter to avoid some of the landmines um, that I stepped on along the way. And the two big ones were, um, again, self-care. It's got to be there, you know, to take care of yourself in this because it's pretty brutal with the impact of the retaliation. And on the second note, uh, too, is, 
is again, building that network of support with reputable organizations or people in your sphere of influence that can help you, that you can fall back on because you, you, it, it's going to take a toll as it did on me as I shared yesterday. Indeed. Um, it, it's uh, something that I, you reminded me of when I went through ROTC at Johns Hopkins, there was a course called Morals and Ethics or Ethics and Morals. And um, there was a, t- a time when they asked you questions and there's no win. There's no win. They say, you have a boss, you have a commander, and he's doing things that are wrong. Do you turn him in? And the answer is yes. And what will happen to your career? It will be destroyed. It'll be destroyed. And it's an interesting facet that we have to actually, as a whistleblower, decide what is more important, the principle of our life? And it's, it's, that's why I commend you because you can ask 100 people that say, yeah, I'd do the same thing. You watch The Insider, there's no one that would want to trade the place of Russell Crowe's character blowing the whistle on the, the seven dwarfs, the cigarette companies. Am I in agreement? Yeah. So we're going to go to rapid fire. This show went like that. Uh, people, get this book and also support Ted. Um, you do not have to know how to pronounce his name because he gives you two alterations to pronounce his name. But this is a man that deserves the utmost respect. He has uh, been willing to die for our country, and he is making our country better by writing a book that talks about some issues we have that don't allow people like him to thrive and our military to show up in honor. So thank you so much, Ted. I'm going to ask you some questions right now that are more poignant and quick. Are you ready? Rapid fire. Sure. What book changed your life besides this one? One of the, the books that, that really influenced me was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, yeah. How to Live Your, your Life in the Moment and Be Present. And we, we got a lot of questions for you, Ted. We're going to go real quick. And, right. and that, is, that is a great book. Uh, Andrea? Um, um, he, for sake of time, so I'm just going to ask you who's a, one mentor that you would uh, love to respect today? Well, um, Personally, uh, Elizabeth McDonald, who... Uh, Perfect. That's all we need. Perfect. Just and, and who's your hero? Who's your hero, Ted? Um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi. Perfect. Gandhi, yeah. okay. And we'll tell them you said so. Uh, what is a quote you live by? <laughs> oh, uh, just um, a quote I live by is, is um, just, you know, tell your truth. Simply just tell your truth. Whatever that may oh. be, regardless of the impact. Speak I've never, truth I've never power done this. Is his motto for his campaign. What is it? Speak truth into power is his yes. motto. Yeah, speaking, speaking truth to power. Oh, I love this. Speak Ken truth into power. You, you always know how to put Ken in there. You're always, always figuring it out. That's awesome. Hey, Ted, I've never done this on the air. I've never, ever said this in my career in Voice America or any show for that matter. But as a thank you for you creating... Ken promises and my bro Ken promises. I am going to make bro Ted and it'll be something like uh, Rhode Island leaders or something like that. So my bro Ted. So, so with great love, I just want to remind people too, that we're um, looking for legislation for Ted to pass. Yes. So if you can write your legislatures um, right now, it's been through the house. We're trying to get it through the Senate so it can be voted into legislation and he can live his legacy. And Ken, I may say real quick, the vet center improvement act is the name of the bill. And on Senate side, it needs uh, to be pushed through. It's S 1944 again, S and we will put links and we will put links, Ted, uh, Really great read. You can connect with Ted. Bring him on your show. Let's Awaken. Thank you for Ken there. Uh, the Voice of America by actually having promises kept. Because I'm willing to let go of my name on the top for promises kept. 
This is Ken Roshan on Voice America. You've been listening to Amplified, and we are all too excited to have Lieutenant Colonel Ted on our show and all the great things he's doing. If you know someone who's a veteran who's making great things happen, connect him to us so we can connect him to Ted. Thanks and have a great week. Stay Amplified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.